Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a Teen Secret Society cast. Yes, we are continuing through all the seasons of Riverdale that we've done so far. Uh, and we we know something about season four. One, we did it pretty recently, <laughs> I guess, so in the grand scheme of things. We feel like, you know, we've covered this. We keep coming back to season four when we talk about season five. Yeah. You know, we're recording this after we dropped the season three episode. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to spoil who our guest is. We'll introduce her in a minute. Yeah. But she did kind of point out that, like, season four has been covered. Yeah, yeah. Season four, we 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 figured we, it, might, it was worthwhile maybe doing this one a little bit of a different way than we've done the other ones because we we did a recap of it recently. It rolled into season five, kind of like yeah. So we've never <laughs> truly left season four. It's yeah. been like ingrained in our consciousness for the past two and a half years. Yeah. So what we figured we would do is that we would just go back. Um, and we'd have our our guest pick an episode that we figure this season kind of encapsulates like what the season was about. Mm-hmm. Really takes like the key themes of Riverdale and like sums them up in one episode. Yeah. Uh, and so we are so excited for this week to announce that we have the foremost expert on Riverdale coming in. She picked an episode. She is here to talk to us. And this is Riley. Yeah. We're really excited to have you here. Uh, I guess just we sort of ask this to every guest. What's your overall feeling on the series? Be best. Yeah, it is It is a very big show. Yeah, they really do take a lot. And I, you know, I like the bus analogy because it's mm. always rolling forward. Yeah, it can't be stopped. I mean, I guess buses <laughs> do stop. But on their terms... Not our terms, and Riverdale is not on our terms. It's not so. on our terms. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take this back to the basics. What we used to do weeks ago, <laughs> a whole four weeks ago, whole four weeks ago, because this is Riverdale season four, the self destruct button. The self destruct button. Okay, so I am so glad that this episode started with a previously on. Yeah. It wasn't a super helpful one. It was essentially everyone wants to sleep with everyone. Yeah. Which is kind of the theme of season four. Yeah. And, and by then, everyone, I mean mostly Betty and Archie, but. Yeah. And then we get uh, something that I I feel like five did have it, but it wasn't as prevalent as it was in earlier seasons. But we started with a good old Jughead voiceover. And it's really about how, like, being Jughead and also trying to have sex. <laughs> Is like really hard. It's, it's about like the the bonds between people and how they're tough to manage. Yeah, both yeah. like sexually, but also like interpersonally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And professionally. Yeah. yeah. Um. No one's getting any sleep. It's very tiring to be in Riverdale these days. You know, with like the O'Tar and stuff running around. Uh. But at this, well, let's go to the actual plot of the episode. <laughs> um. Jughead has just spent the night with Betty. 
And Cheryl and Kevin are staying over at the I guess? Cooper Jones, <laughs> the house that we're unclear who the owners of the house are at this point. Yeah, I don't think I fully remember this this season. I don't remember when Cheryl and Kevin. Okay, they just they're just, gotta just be saying oh, this was, must be something that happened last episode. Do you think maybe they're afraid from the auteurs, so they were like combining into households. Sure. <laughs> I think Cheryl did seem to be getting like really specifically. <laughs> attacked by the auteur so maybe oh and also her mom was living in her walls and they were punking her with the julian doll oh right yeah the whole julian doll thing so yeah i guess cheryl and kevin uh some pre-cult cheryl no post-cult cheryl kevin yeah because it's season four pre-current cult yeah they are between cults they're they're without kidneys but they are living in jughead's house but they definitely heard the sex and they're weirdly upset about it and they also are like convinced they don't know who it is. <laughs> well, well, so, so like they so okay, so they know it's Jughead, but they don't know who he is having sex with, and it's like who who else is attracted to Jughead? Like. Tony then, is now dating Cheryl, I guess, though she will not appear in this episode. <laughs> no. And then, like, Betty sneaks out, but in, like, the worst way possible. She literally, so they're in the kitchen. Talking and she literally full, full talks, volume. Full volume. Like, they're not whispering. And she literally walks past the kitchen to go out the front door. <laughs> it's kind of like, shut the door kind of before she leaves so clearly they see it's her and they're like weirdly scandalized i guess jughead was dead so jughead was dead and cheryl was convinced <laughs> that the archie and betty thing was real <laughs> i do remember she she was so upset that she got tricked by Archie and Betty's uh, fake relationship. That she that... just like manifested it into reality, <laughs> I guess. And brought Kevin along for the ride. Uh, so, so at the school. Yep, they're all, they're all still at school. Don't forget, they're all still at school. Yeah, they're hanging out, they're bantering. Veronica is not feeling well this episode. No. Her main plot will be that she has the flu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Veronica wants to get into those hard-hitting plots. <laughs> And Archie is Archie has begun just jogging to the school. <laughs> and like so everyone else is exhausted either because the raucous lovemaking has either kept them up. A part of it, or they heard it. <laughs> or sick. Meanwhile, Archie's just like, I'm unstoppable. Look He's at like, me. Look at me, robot run to school. <laughs> I forgot that element of him. Yeah, yeah. And there's a little then there's even more so they so they they're like Jughead. We heard you having sex, but they're not saying like they know who it was with. But they keep on bugging him about it. I guess it's kind of a weird like. He, he everyone's being weird about everyone's this. being weird about this. I don't remember what's where their character arcs they're supposed to be. But speaking of weirdness, Cheryl exits this scene because she has to go help a girl whose boyfriend <laughs> swallowed her keys. She's got to be a cheerleader, right? <laughs> they, do the vixens still exist at this point? I, I don't know. They don't confirm that she is one. Or is she a pretty poison? Do they exist in this oh, scene? I guess she, could be, she could be a pretty poison. And like, there's the whole thing where, no, they did really, did. I think they might have existed all the way up to the end of uh, season four. Because, uh, yeah, Cheryl bought Tony. A gang. A gang. Which is and why the, Cheryl is the person who has to solve this key-swallowing problem, I, I guess. I Either she's a cheerleader or a gangster. Maybe both. I don't know. We'll we'll meet her, and she's fine. Her boyfriend is not. He is not. He's pretty fine for someone who swallowed keys, but they are lodged <laughs> in, in his, his throat. throat. 
So apparently she has to deal with that. Meanwhile, Jughead has a mystery to deal with. Oh, yeah. He so ro- I, I don't remember this girl, Claire. We, we have a lot of characters in this episode who I think only appear in this episode because I do not remember them from the rest of the season. So I am assuming this is like a Stonewall girl because we keep meeting her parents. Oh, they're they're rich. They're mean rich. Yeah, they are not the good kind of rich and they're not the mafia kind of rich. <laughs> no, no. And like, so Jughead just like runs into her and he knows that she, like she's not looking well and she's feeling like sick. She apparently recently went on a trip, but he he's like, there's gotta be more going on here. And he's like, man... I gotta talk to this girl away from her parents because I'm Jughead and I can't avoid a mystery. I kind of thought they were going to do something where it's like, is the auteur poisoning people now? No. Spoiler, spoiler, it's going to have nothing to do with the auteur. Yeah, this is like a completely self-contained storyline, which, don't get me wrong, (laughs) typical Riverdale. Main plot, nothing to do with the creepy thing happening in town. I guess it kind of like thematically works with his character of like learning maybe to care... For people, and maybe I don't like a problem of his looking beyond stuff. I don't know. Uh, he is he is kind of cold to her at the beginning. I don't know if he's fully. Yeah, it takes him some time to warm up. Um. Anyway, we get a uh, we get an Archie storyline, and what an Archie storyline! So, um, he finds a guy who's been shot, and this guy is very, <laughs> very happy about he's it. Way too chill. So Archie's like, "Okay, dude, we got to do something with the fact that you've been shot." And is the that- guy's like, "Nah, dude." I got shot on purpose. Also, this guy's a full-grown adult. Yeah, all of Archie's friends are full-grown adults. <laughs> he's, a, he's like mad dog level. This is a full-grown adult man <laughs> that Archie's going to be caring for this episode. Look, this guy's whole thing is that he wants to go beyond tattoos. He takes his art to the next level. Oh, he likes pain. So, he, so yeah, okay, he was shot in the arm, but he... but. So he asked someone to shoot him in the arm. But I guess the person who shot him in the arm shot him directly at his body. I thought you'd at least want to go, like, through the front and out the back. Yeah. It went into his ribs. And he's, like, a sizable guy. I think you could, like, pretty easily... I guess his friend just has bad aim. <laughs> no, this just, is Riverdale. Just shoot front to back. Like, this This, <laughs> this guy sounds like, I want pain. He's like, I kind of want to die. Yeah, well, you know what he's going to do instead of dying? He's going to bond with Archie about that brief, glorious time when Archie was on the wrestling team. Oh, yeah, Archie. Oh, yeah, he used to wrestle. They, like, hassle each other about their weight, which is an element of Riverdale I do remember and I hate. This guy has to have wrestled with Hiram, right? Like, he's, like, that kind of age, I think. Yeah, he's a grown man. He's a grown man. He probably wrestled with Hiram. And Veronica's in this scene for some reason just to be weirded out by Archie. I guess they're they're dating at this time? Yes, because they didn't actually break up. It was a trick. Well, no, no, well, no, no, no. Because v- this this episode has oh, no, a lot of Ver- che- no, there's, there's a lot of of Veronica and Reggie stuff going on this episode. This okay, but that's she- season four. Like she's got flirtations and no, stations her- with Reggie at no, all times. I think her and Reggie are talking about the fact that they actually like made out because I thought they like they're both sick. Isn't like the other? Oh the- yeah, because. Veronica gets her flu from yeah, Reggie. Yeah, well, well, they're arguing. No, I gave you the... No, you gave me the... No, you gave me the flu. But, like, I... Oh, you know, maybe Archie didn't get back together with they, Veronica. They do at the end. After... Like, maybe not right away, though, after Jughead's fake death. Oh, man, I can't even remember. Anyway, um, Jughead, for Riverdale reasons, 
does see Claire without a shirt on. Yeah. And she yeah. has all these like, well, uh, two. She has two weird scars in her optimum. Yeah. And he's like, those are secret surgery scars. You, you, I know secret surgery scars. You, you got surgery in Mexico. You got surgery in Mexico. <laughs> I know what that is. Well, I mean, I guess he saw the scars on like Kevin and Fags and like, like kidneys. Is this, did this girl also have her kidneys stolen Wait. by the farm? Were you in the cult? Were you the cult? I didn't realize the cult made it all the way to Stonewall. <laughs> or, or Mexico, because she got him in Mexico. The cult was in Mexico, they, though. Well, they were in pseudo-Mexico. I don't think they ever got to uh, yeah, Mexico, Mexico. But they were in a place that really was supposed to evoke the feeling of, I mean, I think it was probably New Mexico. Yeah, they can't have been in actual Mexico because the FBI did. Well, and also they were looking for passports, I think, to get into Mexico. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I guess his story's progressing that way. Meanwhile... Kevin has a storyline this episode. And this is a storyline that is not about any of his typical things. No, it's about a baby. So he meets a cute little two-year-old girl who has a foot twitch and a brain abnormality. I think, like... I think he knows her parents. No, I I think it's supposed to be that, like, his dad knows, like, he's, like, through his dad knows them. Yeah. Um, Because, like, that seems to be the thing that makes the most sense, why he's hanging around with the baby. Well, and remember, Kevin used to solve mysteries. Like, he yeah. used to be Betty's go-to mystery-solving buddy. Yeah. And and speaking of that, because Kevin's a, a weird idiot, he's like, hey, this baby clearly has a medical issue. I guess I'll go get Betty. I mean, Betty is the only person he knows who hangs out with a doctor. It is Colonel Jr. <laughs> but, but. But, he decide, but he decides, I mean, maybe, clearly there's some tension between Kevin and Betty. Mm-hmm. At this moment. So I guess he wanted, he's like, maybe this is an olive branch I can extend that can repair our relationship. I don't know. He really doesn't like her this episode. No, he's he so doesn't. angry at but her. He's trying. You know, things have been hard since the cult. Remember, they did have a conversation about how things have been hard since the cult. Yeah, but Betty was the one angry at him because he got her into the cult. But then he was angry at her because she wasn't a good friend to him because yeah. he got her into the he cult. He got her into the cult. It's. It's a lot. It's a lot. And the next thing is even just like everybody's busy. Yeah. They, they do actually take the time to kind of connect about what's going on, which yes. is something I miss because that does not happen on Riverdale now. We get, we get this cool scene where they're like walking through the, through the school hallways and they're kind of like talking to each other about their problems, which just never happens anymore. And all the people they've met. Yeah. And then like FP is also there. there kind of, you know, helping guide them. Yeah, and, and, well, I mean, yeah, guide most of them, but, like, and Jughead, he's like, hey, Jughead, do all these things. You know, Jughead did pre- pretend to be dead. I did <laughs> yeah. not pre-warn him about the plan. Uh, yeah, I, I he's like, hey, <laughs> Jughead, you've been dead for a couple of weeks. You got a lot of chores to do. You better catch up on your chores, bro. Get there and get your chores done. Uh, then we have that scene I was talking about with Veronica and Reggie talking about, like, who's making who sick. And then Cheryl takes the time to bitch to Kevin about Jughead. Just more talking about sex. And Kevin's like, you know, I don't really think we should blame Jughead. I think Betty's taking advantage of him. You know, like how she took advantage of me after we were in the cult and I wasn't friends with her anymore. He's he's got some weird motivations this episode. I, I do not remember where Kevin was at in his whole weirdness but apparently it's betty is taking advantage of jughead and then so they take this kid and obviously they have to get like a doctor for the the kid by being the baby yeah 
they have to get a doctor for the baby. But then Kevin, like, smells alcohol on the doctor because he now has super smell, I guess. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, th- the doctor's going to be in the room with the baby. <laughs> oh, no. What am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do I'm about Kevin, this? I'm going to dither about this for way too long. Yeah, I feel like, Kevin, if you, if, you, if you think the doctor of, a, of your friend's baby is, is drunk. drunk, maybe be a little bit quicker about that. Quicker on the draw there. But we don't have time for this because no. we need to go to a differenter storyline. <sighs> Finally, some actual, like, plot. Auteur-related things. Yeah, fi- yeah, finally some stuff that feels like it's connected to the rest of the season. Because if you remember uh, during the season, remember that Betty and Jughead, and I think Cheryl was the one who did, they had to make a yeah. fake snuff tape. Cheryl was the perfect scream queen, and yeah. Reggie was a leather daddy right. who murdered her. <laughs> right. So they take that tape that they that they made, I guess, last episode, and they bring it to the weirdo at the Blue Velvet. And he watches it and is like, this is 100% fake. That's Cheryl Blossom. Everyone in town knows who she is. <laughs> she's standing right outside that window right now. She's, Look, like, she's trying to get the keys out of that guy's throat. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's out there screaming at a parking meter. <laughs> she's crazy. Cheryl. Uh, but Betty luckily had a backup plan. She had... So this is all the way back in season two, which obviously me and we discussed. <laughs> we discussed two weeks ago. Um, there was that tape that um, Hal's mother made of her convincing Hal... To convince the victim who was not killed by his father... To blame it on someone else else yeah they they describe this as this tape is the making um, of a serial killer and it is there's the mom being like your your father did great things he cleansed the sin from this town look hal's mother does not get enough credit (laughs) as being a garbage human as she should yeah they keep focusing on like oh your dad this that g that serial killer that dad serial killer like no the mom also is not not great. Not great. So they do that, which gets them an invite to a rave. Okay. And hopefully Oter will be there, but I don't know. We, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with that uh, later because they have to head back to Archie and Reggie and the pain man. The pain man makes very, very clear that he doesn't just like the cool art from his gunshot wound. He also likes the pain. That's how you prove that you're a real artist. You're really going through it. How did Reggie get involved in this? Reggie loves Archie. <laughs> I don't even remember. I mean, how... that's all I can. <laughs> I don't even remember how Reggie got involved in this, but now he's he's in like a lot of the scenes with. It's a lot of Reggie stuff. Yeah, it's like they blew all of their Reggie budget on this one episode. <laughs> we don't get any more of him. Um, meanwhile, Jughead has he like he like got the girl some tests. Um, and he figured that her stomach has been stapled. Yeah, so she got like an under the table, shoddily done uh, gastric bypass. Yeah, in Mexico. In Mexico, and it's like in like it's it was done wrong, and it's like it's it's doing bad things to her inside. So Jughead, being the, Jughead, is be- like, <laughs> I'm gonna go talk to her parents, and I'm going to make everything okay well, I mean, by he, lecturing some adults. I mean, he did that to Hiram. He in, did do that to Hiram he, numerous the, times. The amount of time, remember season three was all about him, his assault on Hiram. Oh, because he kept it being like, I'm writing stories about you. I'm going to find you out. Yeah, so it is in his character to just like go up to a, to adults <laughs> and be like, hey, you're terrible to your daughter. And they are. The mom is worse. The dad is completely ineffective. The mom has such great lines as, 
well, it's just like Claire to take the easy way out. I, I, and she bitches about the fact that over Christmas break, she had to buy her daughter new jeans <gasps> in a size six. <gasps> She's in, she, <laughs> no, this this girl's older than Jughead. Oh, because it's college. It's her first year of college. You know what? There were once rich kids at Riverdale High. Yeah. It was once the rich school. Yeah. I know it is now the poor, terrible school, which is why Jughead had to run, <laughs> run to Stonewall Prep. Mm. Betty would take charge of his transfer papers. He never did. Which is why he is now maybe not graduating. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the, the dad is just like, they give him like one redeeming moment where he tells the mom to shut up. But he's just. He, I mean. He needs to protect this girl from her mother what, at all costs. What I will say one thing that I was kind of worried they would do, but they they made the mom mean but re- oh God, reasonable in the way that she's not like, well, then do, do a better stomach staple. Like, no, that's a great like, idea. The mom is like, no, no, no. She needs to diet and exercise. Yeah. To the like point, me. Yeah. The bar is harmful. And, uh. <sighs> All right. Okay, so meanwhile, Betty and Kevin go to meet with Jamie's parents. Mm-hmm. Because Jamie's parents know that she, Jamie is the little baby. Yeah. They know that she has to sur- have surgery. So they're just and they're of, worried. Yeah, so uh, Betty takes on like a real weird, like almost like doctor <laughs> role. Yeah, she, in this. she really does like some class. You know, this would be like one of our communications cases at the yeah. med school. Yeah. She really nails it. She She's really good with a baby. I don't know if we've ever seen. Like that sort of thing before, to to the point that Kevin, who once again is so angry with her, is like, "Damn it, Betty, I don't like you, but you're what a hell of a doctor." Like, well, she's not a doctor. I, I mean, maybe she missed her calling. Maybe she should have been a doctor instead of an FBI agent. But then she would have left Riverdale for way too long. Yeah, yeah. Also, what someone needs to say to Jamie's parents is. This is Riverdale. We have a magic hospital. You do have a magic hospital. You do have a magic hospital. Um, so, so let's let's cut back to the weirdest storyline, which is Cheryl helping the the vixen or the poison, I don't know, and her terrible boyfriend. So ultimately, what Cheryl will do is basically like Wait, do we, snatch we, we, those we ex- keys. We explained of, this right that 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 he swallowed the keys. Well, yeah. So so his girlfriend was like threatening to leave, so yeah. he swallowed her car keys. I don't yeah. know if we actually fully said that because. But, okay, to be fair, when they, like, take them out of the throat, they do not look like car keys. Well, they're, they're like, like... She does say, this was my only escape. I mean, Aaron, this is very anachronistic. Those are very old, classic car keys. This is a very bad relationship. <laughs> it's, it's, it's... And he's trying really hard to be, like, it's funny. I was and being it's, funny. It's it was cute. a and joke. And he keeps trying to do jokes, and Cheryl is having none of it. Like Cheryl's trying to do all of her neck massages to get those keys out. She's doing all her weird lecturing. Cheryl, weird Cheryl stuff. The, this I'm, might be the beginning of the Cheryl is a witch I'm sur- plot. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm probably surprised she isn't like casting spells and trying to burn sage. Chanting. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Riley, I notice you have been quiet for a while. What do you think about this episode so far? Dirty. Yeah, it is. It is pretty dirty. Yeah, there has been like a <laughs> lot, lot of sex, sex talk. <laughs> More than I remember season three. Ever. I mean, there was, here's the thing. I remember that Betty and Jughead had a lot of sex. This this was the sex bunker. But like, I feel like the thing with Riverdale is because they are children. They don't talk about it that much. And they are talking about it a lot. A lot. I don't remember it as much. 
Um, so Archie and Reggie go over to see the pain oh, guy. The pain guy. His name is Digby Owens, which is like a really good name. Yeah. But I'm never gonna remember it. Yeah. So the whole like bullet bouncing off his arm into his rib cage, he does have a collapsed lung. Yeah. So so they so his lung needs to be. Uh, reinflated, and he is so excited about it. Yeah, like, yeah. Pain is the price of art. Iowa style. <laughs> yeah, they're going to reinflate my lung, and Archie's also weirdly into it. Like, I'm like, Archie, are you going to like? I'm going to puncture my own lung. I'm going to be cool like you, Digby. This is classic Archie. <laughs> Archie. No, he's like, man, I met a guy who has a similar interest to me. Now he's the <laughs> only person I want to be. Hey, I was mauled by a bear once. You want to see? I don't have the scar anymore. <laughs> No, no, he I, have I only the... have the scar sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think that scar's on his arm. No, the the bear scratches are across his chest. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, he has he has the serpent on his arm. Yes. Bear scratches across his chest. <laughs> he was branded on the hip. Oh, I forgot that he was branded. <laughs> yeah, we weren't able to bring that up last episode that he was branded. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, so we we actually get a scene kind of like between the parents of Claire and Claire. And I mean, obviously, uh, whoever Jughead will walk Jughead, in. Thank you. Jughead's <laughs> there as well. But they're basically going on about like, oh, like Claire's mom is going on about, well, what are you eating? What kind of exercise are you doing? And Claire's like, mom, college is hard and your expectations <laughs> are destroying me. Yeah. Everyone gains weight in the first year of college because it's stressful. Yeah, just raising a lot of good points. Jughead, you can see that Jughead wants to, like, jump in here. Because he knows expectations. Yeah. Because dad kind of gave him a lot when he went to Stonewall. Well, absolutely. Like, you'll, you'll be the first Jones boy you ever go to college. And it's like, okay, simmer down, FP. Okay, he's dealing, with a, he's dealing with a secret society. And, like, Jughead knows what it's like to almost, like, he got that Harper Brothers, Bailey Brothers, yeah. Baxter Brothers. <laughs> Baxter Brothers. He got that Baxter Brothers contract and then he lost it. So he's... Jughead knows what this is like. But instead he's just like, can you guys maybe stop yelling at her so they can undo the gastric <laughs> bypass, please? Yeah, yeah. We well, to... she, she, Claire does say she actually like doesn't want it undone. She, rather she doesn't be, want to get fat. She'd rather be skinny, mm. but she will be dead. Uh, who else do we not want to be dead? That little baby. So the little girl has an insane brain condition where half of her brain is slowly dying. Yeah, de- like we see a x-ray or what, yeah, an x-ray of it. No, yeah. it's an MRI of it. Uh, or maybe a CT, it's a CT. something. Um, it's, we see some brain imaging. And, it, you, and they're like, the black part is the part that's dead or dying. And it is half the brain. However, because she is very, very little and her brain is so flexible and malleable and will keep growing... Betty is going to remove half of that little girl's brain. Yeah. Yeah. Betty has a plan. She'll remove half the brain and Kevin's going to scrub in on removing half the brain. All right. (laughs) So Kevin follows up on that by going to see Veronica and bragging about his new surgery. Yep. Yep. And Veronica's like, I've been real mean to Betty today. I know you say it's because she wasn't your friend after you quit, joined, had the cult thing. Yep. But I think it's because you're mad that Betty and Jug had solved mysteries together now. <laughs> and you want to solve mysteries with her. Yeah. And Cheryl's also there. But so so they all learn. Well, no, they, they, all, they already knew that Betty and Jug were that They, learned they that all like Veroni- Veronica knew beforehand but that Jug had. Because Veronica knew it was a lie. Yeah. And Veronica <laughs> is best friends with them. Like, 
she knew it was a lie so it's not like a surprise it's like archie comes in as well and and he's like yeah i like that they're having sex because i don't love betty at all because i guess maybe this is after they is this after the hedwick and the angry inch episode where they were like never again oh yeah so Okay. Uh, so we get a quick scene where Kevin's really worried about the anesthesiologist who is drinking. <laughs> and he kind of gets a range of advice. Some people are like, just ignore it. It's not your job. You are not the anesthesiologist. Yeah, yeah. You're just a boy. Yeah, yeah. Other people are like, gotta look after that baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Archie and Reggie are reinflating this guy's lung and the and, the guy being the pain man. And the pain man mostly nags Archie for not working out enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets like a photo of himself, of like his lung being inflate, reinflated. And he's like, oh, it's so cool, isn't it? Hey, your lung isn't deflated. You don't work out enough. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> we can't focus on this because... Jughead and FP are in the surgical suite. And they are talking about how, you know, Claire just needs her mother's approval. And Jughead knows what it's like to need a parent's approval. Yeah. Oh, then they're taking the staples out of the girl's Claire's stomach. So that's what they're doing there. Um, Um, So FP kind of hassles Jughead about Betty. And Jughead's like, I'm I'm not worried about being with being with with Betty and what that what people will think about that. I'm not scared of jumping through hoops at which point Jughead <laughs> gets covered with a mysterious fluid because an abscess in Claire's stomach burst on his face. <sighs> Jughead that's why you don't sass your father. We've seen a, we've seen a lot of weird stuff in Riverdale. I didn't think you'd see an abscess explode over Jughead's face. Well, time for more surgery. Kevin and Betty are getting ready for surgery. Betty is very tired from all the sex, so she gets some coffee. <laughs> yep, yep. And Kevin is finally like, "Hey, because because the the drinking anesthesiologist is the one who's going to be doing the little girl, the little baby's half brain anesthesia." Yeah. So this is serious, He's like. like Kevin didn't care before it directly related to his life. Well, he was conflicted before. But now. Now he's like, he tries to get away. He's like, hey, I smell alcohol. Does anyone smell alcohol? And Betty's like, I'm so tired. Yeah. And so Kevin's like, well, if Betty's tired, the only thing I can do is confront this head on. You, sir, are a drunk. (laughs) And the guy, and the guy Taylor, I think the anesthesiologist's name is. Yeah, like, yeah. Like how, how dare you? I'm the greatest anesthesiologist in this bay. <laughs> and Betty's like, yeah, he seems yeah, totally fine. He's good. Also, you can't yell at an, an attending. And Kevin goes, yeah, Betty, you're supposed to protect that little girl. She is vulnerable, and there are rules you're supposed to follow, and you don't follow rules, and you don't protect vulnerable people, because I think you're taking advantage of Jughead. <laughs> it really connects to something completely unrelated. Yeah. Um, you can't go dark Betty on this little girl. Look at her. <laughs> you get the maple syrup out of here. Anyway, Kevin gets sent out, and it's a big betrayal. Uh, meanwhile, we come we cut back Cheryl. to Cheryl, who essentially is like going to use her little pincher fingernails. Well, not yeah, not her, not hers on her fingers. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, she's not going to reach down this man's throat. If this was classic Riverdale, though, she would have. <laughs> no, she gets like a like a tube yeah. type thing to like go in there and grab the keys. So she's doing a medical procedure, and, and like, don't, here's the thing: the 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 guy's terrible. The yeah. girlfriend's way too confrontational. Well, the guy has a tube down his throat. Like, 
I your relationship is is bad. This is not the time to bring it up. And you know what? Maybe if Cheryl was like a real good doctor, <laughs> she'd be like, "You can't be in here." Yeah, I don't understand why this woman is allowed or in the procedure any room. Any of the other people, and just like because there Cheryl, are nurses, nurses, no one stops this woman from like. I think she pushes him at one point. She pushes him, and she yells at him so bad that he swallows the keys <laughs> <He's> more. <laughs> And almost dies. And she she has that moment where she's like, where like she feels bad for it because he's going to die, obviously. Yeah. And then she's like, ah, oh, you did it on purpose. And Cheryl's just like, leave you two this need city. To break up and never cross my path again. <laughs> I will curse you. I'm a witch, you know. I'm a witch now. Um, but Cheryl's actually quite. She goes from being very upset to being quite pleased that Jughead got. <laughs> An abscess sprayed on him. Cheryl's mad at Jughead for yeah. defiling her sis, her cousin. I guess. Yes. I guess. I she, don't know. She doesn't like Jughead. I mean, she, she calls him dirty at some points. That's true. And now he lives dirty. Uh, but anyway, FP comes in because they because because Kevin got sent out of the the brain surgery. They need someone else to help out. Help and, Betty uh, out. So Cheryl is Cheryl. She's rude. She's unpleasant. <laughs> so Veronica. Gets goes, to do the surgery. Goes to go help. Uh, Meanwhile, Archie finds out that in a shocking turn of events, Digby Owen, man who was <laughs> shut, shot in the arm. And shot before. Has an infection. Oh, yeah. He might not be doing well because he's been shot so many times. <laughs> Better go figure out what's wrong with him. Uh, we cut through a, a few things here. Um, Kevin sadly watches the surgery that he doesn't get to be a part of as Veronica joins it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jughead talks to Claire's mom and dad about how Claire is literally killing herself to meet her parents' expectations, much as Jughead did. So, Kevin, can we talk about Digby Owens for a second? Yeah. What's going on with Digby Owens? Why does he have an infection? Well, well, he has an infected tattoo. And he was a little bit infected before, but because he was shot, it put his system into shock. Um, that essentially exacerbated the, the infection. And this infection is so infected. It's like on it's like a spider tattoo on yeah. his calf. And it is like, like covered in weeping boils. Yeah. Like how did nobody see how quickly did it come on? How did nobody notice at any point? That because he's wearing like a hospital gown. It's not like he's wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, he just turns his leg over and is the worst thing I have ever seen. Like if I didn't know any better, because I know that Riverdale loves tattoos, I would think this is Riverdale trying to stop teenagers from getting tattoos. <laughs> uh, tattoos are cool. Cool. Uh, so meanwhile, back in the brain surgery, that poor baby is starting to wake up because Taylor, drunk old Taylor, <laughs> falling asleep, sitting up, and oh my god, Betty is shouting at him to wake up, and he's just like sitting on a chair, head forward, passed out. And when he wakes up, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh sorry, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was close." No, no, no. So Betty kicks him right, right out, out of that operating yeah, room. Yeah. Get, get out of here. So fortunately, that little girl's gonna. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Someone else is not fine. No, Digby Owen just dies. Yeah, he flatlines with massive organ failure, and the only people there to help him are Archie. <laughs> the many Archies. Archie is Legion. I couldn't remember if Reggie was there. Then I was like, no, this is just Archie. Just Archie. Archie and maybe Ar- some nurses eventually. Ar- Archie takes this hard. 
As because, Archie does. Because Archie really connected with this pain man. But if <laughs> but if his love of pain killed him, is my love of pain? Now, now if there's anything we know about Archie, he takes this and goes, it's my fault. It's my fault. I, I killed that man. I was too busy bonding with him about wrestling and I should have realized that. I that almost would be a reasonable like thing for him to learn, but I think he just learns here, man, maybe pain isn't everything. Well Okay. So um Betty finishes up the surgery. Mm-hmm. Veronica has a brief bonding moment where she's like, Hey Betty, I felt so crappy all day. Hey Betty, we don't talk at all. And then she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty has to go see her real first original best friend, Kevin, Kevin. for Veronica stole him. <laughs> um, and she's like, hey, you did the right thing. There's like this weird doctor's code. Where we're not supposed to question each other. But that man was drunk. And so maybe we should question that. And I am very, very sorry <laughs> that I didn't do anything in the moment. Oh. I will do better, Kevin. Also, so you know I'm sleeping with Jughead again. I don't know why that upsets you so much, but it's fine. But you know what? Maybe if I tell you, it'll be okay. I like Jughead. Now we have a brief montage where Owens finally, finally dies. Yeah. And Jughead bonds with Claire about parental expectations. Yeah, life isn't supposed to be like this. Uh, But then (laughs) we got to go to that rave. Yeah. Uh, Betty, Jughead. Uh, snuff snuff film rave. There's like a video I forgot. This one actually I didn't forget about. This one has always stood up in my mind. They walk past the one room and there's the guy who's tied to a tree being beaten up. Oh yeah, that one. Which I think we had hoped it would turn out to be the um. I don't know anything. Like the the guy. Remember, like the outsider came into town and they thought that he killed the family, and so Nana Rose and others. Strung him up. Oh, I kind of, kind of remember that. I don't. I don't know. I don't fully remember that. Um, I don't. I, I, honestly, this rave is a blur. It's just a. It's just a blur. They finally go into this one room where like everyone's wearing masks. Oh yeah, they're wearing the Archie masks. Yeah, because um, as you remember the auteur videos. Yeah. So with masks. So they. So they, they think they see who they think is the auteur and they try to chase him out. Um, and at this point, we know the auteur is like jelly beans, so it's kind of funny to imagine that they just couldn't catch this little kid. She's little and quick. <laughs> oh, she's so fast. And Kevin, they are so tired from doing numerous serious surgeries today. <laughs> they, can't, they can't handle it. <laughs> really, they should have done this rave on a different night. Because yeah. they didn't have a choice over the rave. No, the rave was the night it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so unfortunately, the auteur does get away. And they're pretty sad about that. They're pretty sad about all of this. The ending to this is just so, like, archy met another wrestling man he kind of bonded with, and, and then, then he died. And so then Archie sad works out. <laughs> There's a scene where Cheryl basically complains to Jughead about how he has all these opportunities in life, and she is so poor which, like, and so downtrodden. Which, which, like, man, that's real Cheryl. That That is classic <laughs> Cheryl. My problems are worse than yours, I, Jughead. I know this is during the time where I think they try to tell us, oh, no, she's poor. I don't believe she was ever poor. No. I mean, this is not long before she decides mm. that she needs to, like, do all of the work to rebuild her family. And then gives name. up immediately. But she also spends those seven years just rebuilding her house. So sure. how poor can she be? <laughs> true. Um, but we do this weird moment where she realizes that Jughead, like, actually might have, like, like actually has solid feelings for Betty. Like, not these weird, like, 
high school. I don't know. She was she she's exes this with a little bit more being nice to Jughead, but she still thinks that Betty and Archie. So <laughs> this is like the closest Cheryl could possibly get to yeah. admitting that she might be wrong. Yeah. Uh and then we get a Jughead voiceover where he talks about how some people might like the pain of doing this or are they wired by being so so tired all the time and working yourself so hard. We see that Reggie – this is where I was like, oh, no, they work together because Reggie tries to actually, like, catch Veronica. Yes, that's but right. But Veronica's already left. Meanwhile, Veronica – is worried she might be pre- I don't I do not remember this I do this not reveal. remember a pregnancy scare. Probably the one thing we were missing from from Riverdale and I I completely forgot it happened. Look, Kevin, again, this is Riverdale. I don't remember the next episode, but you know it's it resolved will, in the first like you know 5 minutes. You know it'll actually be that those were Polly's pregnancy tests. <laughs> uh, has, are there any other babies? You know, something like that. Um, it's her friend's I mean, there's Tony's Yorks. baby. Yeah, well, that baby's born years later. Uh, and then Jughead and Betty um, are about to go to bed, and they start talking like, hey, we going to have sex? And they're like, no. Maybe let's not all the time. go to sleep. So they just sort of go to sleep. And that's nice for them. It's nice. they've learned to have a comfortable relationship. Yeah. We do know this will be destroyed <laughs> Very when soon. the Archie of it all comes out so, so soon. Very soon. But for today. Yeah. Uh, we're going, so we're going to wrap this up uh, to hang out to our guests. Do you have any sort of last uh, thoughts, any last things you want to say? I did. Yeah. Yes, we are, we are done. It was, in fact, all done. All done. All done. And uh, next week, we'll have to be back for season six. Oh, my God. Season six, the five episode event. Rivervale. Rivervale's coming at us. Yeah. On the day that you're listening to this, it's here. It is here. It is here. Already. It is you here. Can, you can already, you can already, uh, you can already watch, watch it. Oh, I got some hiccups. So, you know what? We're. <sighs> Let's just call it. Let's call it. Give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions, Apple Podcast, or your podcaster of choice. Or please hit us up on the social medias. Do you remember this episode? Yeah. I if this this felt this felt wild. Like I can't believe how much stuff I forgot about this. It was like a fever dream. It was so weird. Uh but yeah, yeah, get us get us on social media. It's uh, podcast MOA, podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. You also catch me. I'm at Shawman K Weir. You also check out my website for some of my books, KevinWeirbooks.com. And I'm at a flimsyplan.com. Yeah, and we'll see you next week for more Riverdale. And more questions. Is Veronica actually pregnant? Will Betty and Jughead's relationship cause problems at the hospital? Will Cheryl ever rid herself of the Jeffrey Dean Morgan ghost? Answers all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? Big question mark here.